Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Trick Podcast with Joey and Gosa TV on this beautiful Tuesday evening, almost 7 p.m. here, Pacific Time. Welcome back to my channel. Welcome back to this episode. Talking today about be proud of yourself for how strong you've been in the storm. I think that most of us, I just put a post on my Instagram page if you want to go check that out. Follow me at David Trigg where I wrote out eight things that most people are feeling these days, from shame to anger and blame, all behind the scenes. I think that one of the biggest problems that I find is that many people are feeling all kinds of anxious thoughts, fearful thoughts, anger, blaming other people, blaming themselves for all that we're going through this year. but. It's being done behind the scenes, and so it can be damaging to us. And so the first thing that I recommend is that you always find a sponsor. You find a, a person besides your immediate family, someone outside of your husband, your parents, your friends, someone outside of that circle to be honest with, a sponsor that you can say, you know, I feel scared. I feel mad. But what I really want to talk about is the need that we all have to be proud of ourselves for the great strength that you have shown. Of course, all of us wish we could be stronger, healthier, done more with this time, have more perspective, help more people. But, you know, I want to take you to a passage of scripture that really helps us understand how we ought to view ourselves in times like this. Instead of feeling like we're not good enough or that we should be doing more, or instead of even saying, well, you know, I'm just doing my best, it's very important that we acknowledge the strength that we have. And it doesn't mean that it's your own strength. Obviously, we know that it's God. But in the Bible, it never talks about strength being something that angels do. It's you and I who have to be strong in the flesh, in this world. So I want to take you to a passage that really, in my estimation, really exemplifies the power of saying, I've been strong. God has helped me. Of course, we acknowledge that it's been Jesus. But we need to acknowledge the strength that we have had in these moments of uncertainty. Because I think that's what's going to help us to continue to be powerful and strong for other people and for ourselves. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, a very beautiful passage where the apostle here is very honest about his struggles, how he almost died, how he was perishing, how emotionally he wasn't strong, how, how personally he felt weak, how in his body he felt exhausted. Things that all of us feel these days. But look at how the Apostle here frames everything and how really you get a sense of, of victory in his, in his trials. He says here, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. 
See, that's beautiful already. He, he's so aware that all of his difficulties is a ministry to God. Have you, have you yet acknowledged that what's happening this year is a ministry to Jesus? Is a ministry to other people? In other words, that our temporary sufferings, as this passage talks about, as well as James 1, are really a ministry to other people. Now, when we think of ministry, or let's say, you know, if you're not a person of faith, you think of nonprofit, the nonprofit world, or helping kids, or education, or volunteering, all these wonderful things. In the Christian world, we call it ministry because we're serving. Minister just means to serve. Now, right now, it would be easy for us to all focus on how we're feeling. But do you realize that your strength is a ministry to other people? For example, the fact that I'm here and I'm not, I don't know, depressed or angry or yelling at someone or sucking my thumb in the corner. All things that I'm very capable of doing, and I have done <laughs> just uh, the, other, the other day. That instead, I am here ministering to you, serving others, and you are doing the same thing. You also could be given in to this whole mess 100% of the time. But you instead have received mercy, like he says here. You have this ministry as a gift. This year is a gift to you. I know, hard to believe. But this year, with all the race stuff and the pandemic and the anger and the frustrations and the blame and the fear, is actually a ministry. God is actually using you to serve other people. How? Well, it says here, because first you have received mercy. And I know that we all have received mercy. Second, we do not lose heart. And see, that's the power that God's given you. That's who you are. That's why I'm so proud of you, my friend. I'm so proud of you, James and, and Martha and, 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 and Mary and, 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 and Mark. I am so proud of you, Jose and, and Maria and Miguel. I'm so proud of who you are that you have not lost heart and that you have received mercy from God. And then look at what he says, verse 2, But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. This is very important that you and I remain solid on our faith. A lot of people these days are going to lose their faith this year. People that already were kind of wishy-washy about Jesus and the Bible and the Christian faith are going to continue down that path. And those that were strong before this happened are going to strengthen their faith. This is a time for you to not walk in the craftiness of all the, all the, all the lies that are out there spiritually. All the lies of that you have to believe in karma or that you're going to die and come back as a butterfly or that you're going to just simply blend into nothing after this life ends. Those are all what he calls what he calls here walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully. There are many people, I know many friends that right now they were maybe people of faith and they are deconstructing their faith. And I don't blame this. I went through this whole experience myself. But here's what I want to say to you, my dear friend, who's deconstructing your faith, who's losing your religion. Be careful that the world doesn't deceive you. Be careful that you don't walk in craftiness. Be careful that in your effort to deconstruct the faith that you grew up with, you don't end up building an idol to yourself. 
And that's what he says here. Be careful, he says, to not walk in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Powerful. He's saying that, that the real test is in the pudding. He's saying, if you want to know if I'm walking in truth or not, if I'm doing well or not, he's saying, look at my actions. And that's exactly right. For you and for me, the real test of how, how dependent upon God we are, how strong we are, is our actions. It's all the ways in which you show up to love other people. I'm so proud of you, my dear friend. How you are showing up for people. Whether it's because of what's happening politically or race or what's happening just in, in helping the poor and the least of these and the seniors. I'm so proud of how many of you, all of you, my friends, are walking in the truth, manifesting the truth, showing up in beautiful ways to help other people. He says here, verse 3, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. And see, this is very powerful. You know, even in these moments, Satan is blinding people from the truth of Jesus. And you have to be careful to not let him blind you. Now, is he going to blind you through some, like, witch at night or some demon? Probably not. You know how he's going to blind you? Through a lack of faith. Through you doubting that God is really for you, not against you through being angry that the government or the or the governor or the politics of your opposers are not helping anyone i went to a church recently and the guy in front who was doing the announcements literally divided the church he said if you are for mass sit on this side if you are against mass and people were literally being divided inside the church how tragic but that's how the God of this world is working in and outside the church, dividing us across whether you're wearing a mask or not, and, and distracting us from the real strength that you have, the real love that you have to help people. Don't be misguided. Don't be blinded by the God of this age. And this is what he says here in verse 4, whose minds, the God of this age, who's the God of this age? Satan. Satan is at work. Wherever there's fear, God is absent. Wherever there is the Spirit of God, there is freedom. So you have to be mindful. Whenever, whenever fear enters your heart or anger or hate or shame, you're in your demon, you could call it. You're in your flesh. Your Satan is attacking you. You have to denounce him in the name of Jesus and say, By the blood of Jesus, get behind me, Satan. I belong to my Savior and my King, Jesus Christ. I am here to minister to Him and to Him alone and to love people in the best way that I can. So don't be blinded, he says here in verse 4, by the God of His age, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Verse 5, for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Beautiful stuff. I wish I could go verse by verse, word for word, and explain things to you. But I want to get down to this very powerful part where I want to just remind you of how proud I am of you for how strong you've been in the storm. And this is what the Bible tells us. He says here, 
But we have this treasure. This is powerful in earthen vessels. Here's what's happening right now, my dear friend. This year is a vessel. This year is an earthen vessel. 2020 is a a spaceship, a a house, a a portal, a a season where the point, one of the many points, I, obviously I don't know exactly what God is doing, of course not, but as I, as we all now head into month seven and eight and nine, soon we'll be through summer and into the fall and November and Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we'll probably still be in this mess, I'm sorry to say, but you have to see this year as a, as a true treasure, as a true vessel, as a true gift. Now, the reason why it feels horrible is because it's given to us as humans, to this earth. This vessel, this body that we have fears, gets mad, gets worried, gets distracted, gets upset. You know, it, it, The other day someone told me about someone who got sick from something and I'm like, was I there? Was, and my mind was spinning in a matter of seconds, wondering if I need to go and check my temperature. And The other day someone was telling me, don't get your temperature taken because they're going to they're gonna blow or, or scan your brain and all these, all these magnetic rays are going to kill your brain and give you brain cancer. I was like, oh no. You know what I'm talking about? That's the problem with this treasure. It's given to us who are earthly vessels, who are weak, who can easily break, no matter how strong you are, no matter how faithful, how committed, how worship Jesus, or how into the universe and into meditation and yoga you are, and how you're into your crystals and into all of the things of this world and Black Lives Matters. No matter how much you give yourself to a cause or to your beliefs or to even to faith in, in God and even to, to church. We are weak. We have this beautiful treasure that's been given to us called 2020, called Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord, to you in these earthen vessels that are weak. But he says here, even though we have this treasure in earthen vessels, he says, the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. And that's why God gives us these treasures and gives us these weaknesses or gives us these 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 poor bodies and these poor minds and these poor emotions and these poor you know reaction gut reactions have you ever looked back and said why did i react so violently or why did i fear so deeply why did i live in my shame and in my guilt so fast it's because god wants to highlight his power he doesn't want to keep you down that we do that on our own right we we on our own, we, we fall apart. On our own, we, we can't hang on to this treasure that we've been given in 2020. On our own, we can't live the way we want to live. But guess what? God has helped you, and He's helping you to be strong. Why? So that the excellence, he says here, of the power may be of God, not of us. And here is the beautiful verse that I want you to really listen to and focus on. I know that the laundry's going on. There's some kinds of noises here, but... If you can listen into this part, it's very, very powerful. He says, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Look at how he talks about his 2020. This is how you and I need to talk about 2020. 
not man those republicans those freaking liberals i hate that state and you know if we were living in montana and if i hate california and those freaking mexicans no it's those black no it's those freaking whites it's those gays it's those <laughs> don't be that guy don't be that person who is blaming everyone most of the, I, I never go on Facebook, but when I'm posting something and I go back and look at it, sometimes there's you know, a post right next to my post. Most of the posts are, well, what are you going to do now, you freaking liberals, now that the surge is back and it's all your fault. You know, all this blame. Because why? Because we have this treasure called 2020 in an earthen vessel that falls apart. Fear turns into rage for some. For others... A sense of shame turns into into feeling a failure. For other people, their sense of anger turns into perfectionism. And they want to make everyone like them. Or for others, their sense of compassion turns into, Oh, woe is me, only I do. As much as, I, no one does as much as I do. We all have this beautiful treasure in earthen vessels. But look at the perspective that the Apostle here brings. It's so powerful. He says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. See, that's who you want to be in 2020. Man, have we freaking been hard-pressed. And it's only darn July, barely, still in June here. We may have another six months of this mess. Don't you feel like you're just like playing Russian roulette, hoping not to die? Isn't that how it feels sometimes? Or maybe you have those moments of ecstasy. You're like, I'm just on vacation, on a one-year vacation from work. <laughs> we are all being hard-pressed on every side. What you want to have is the godly perspective that he is showing here. Yes, we are hard-pressed, but instead of you saying, and I blame those freaking Democrats, or I hate that President Trump, it's all his fault, look at the divine perspective that we need to have. We are hard-pressed yet, but not crushed. Wow, isn't that who you want to be instead? Isn't that who you want your kids to, to what you want your kids to see in you? Isn't that the kind of man that you want to be to your family, to yourself, to your friends? Don't you want to get on, on Instagram or on, on Twitch or on YouTube and, 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 or on, on, on Facebook and post something that says, Man, I was freaking hard-pressed this year. I am being hard-pressed. But even though I could hate everyone or be angry or suck my thumb in the corner, I am not crushed because of Jesus. Man. And he keeps going. We are perplexed. Are you perplexed? Like scratching your freaking head? Like what in the heck's going on? How did we get here? We thought Kobe and his beautiful daughter and the other seven people, we thought that was bad enough. Perplexed. And yet, what does he say? Not in despair. What does a person who's perplexed normally do? Man, I can just, I gotta figure this out. If I can just get everyone to vote for, for my guy, if I can just get everyone to do whatever I think they should do, I'm going to just research the heck out of this fear that I feel. If I can just keep everyone doing the perfect thing. That's what perplexity does, right? 
But look at what the apostle says. We were perplexed, but not in despair because of Jesus. <laughs> Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. <laughs> Always caring about in the body. Again, this is such a physical, mental, and emotional thing. The dying of the Lord Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested. Not the life of a president or of your business. Not the life of your rights or of your income. Not the life of your candidates. The life of Jesus may be manifested. The only way that Jesus will be glorified in your life in 2020 is if you say, Lord, I am crushed but not. I am hard-pressed but not crushed because of you. Lord, I am perplexed, but not in despair because of you. Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, forgive my anger. Lord, take away that shame. Lord, take away that hate and that blame game that I'm playing. Lord, forgive my wife. Forgive my neighbor. Forgive my parents for the way they're acting. Lord, most of all, start with me. Start with me so that your life would be evident to others. So that this treasure of 2020 would be evident to all. Now, if you know the background of this passage, it's in Second Chronicles, I believe it's chapter 6. The image is, back in the Old Testament, the women at night would carry these jars of clay, like the 80s band. <laughs> Shout out to all the Gen Xers out there. And because these jars were fragile, they would often fall to the ground at night. And so they would break. But what was amazing is that when, the, when this jar would, would break, inside of these jars, maybe if you've been camping, you can kind of relate to this, there was a, a candle, most likely just a, a piece of cloth dipped in oil that was lit. And this jar, you know, just like a, what do you call those things, a canopy or a, I don't know what those things are called. <laughs> Just like that, you would go out, and when the jar would break, the light would shine. That's what God is wanting to do in you and in me in this year. He wants you and I to break, to break to our anger, to break, to cut off relationship with our frustrations, to end the ties with blame and shame and fear. And to let the light of Jesus shine through you so that you would be made whole, so that your family would be encouraged, so that your people at work would see Jesus in you. That's what God is doing in 2020. There is no greater goal. There is no clear purpose for 2020 than to see your life as a treasure to see this whole mess as a gift, a light inside of you. But in order for that light to shine through, you have to cut all ties, all ties with politics, with violence and materialism. Let me say it again. In order for your light and the light of Jesus to shine through you in 2020, not next year, <laughs> too late. Not in two years when everyone's going to be happy again. But this year, the only way that you're going to have His light shine through you is if you cut ties immediately 
with politics, violence, materialism, and emotion. I'm talking about negative emotions, fear, depression, anxiety. You have to cut ties with it, with those things. Immediately, you have to say, in Jesus' name, I divorce myself from hate. I renounce, I quit this job of blaming other people. And when it comes back tomorrow and the next day and the next day, you keep denying it, in Jesus' name, by the blood of Jesus. Anybody say glory to God? Anybody say yes, Lord, amen? Verse 11, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. I just said that. So then death is working in us, but life in you. I mean, we just talked about that. And since, verse 13, we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. What a beautiful way to end this passage. Talking about spreading of a virus, right? You know what the apostle, you know what we have the opportunity to do is to spread the grace of Jesus. Is that once that grace, that light that is in you finds its home in your humility, in your compassion, in your strength and courage, once you and I realize that there's a treasure inside of us called Jesus, called love, once you and I cut the cord, cut ties with hate, violence, politics, race wars, all the stuff that you see on TV, fear, anxiety, and shame, once you and I cut ties with knowledge, with researching, with having the one with the right answers, once you and I sever ties with this world and the prince of the air, then guess what? You will spread the love of grace. You will spread the love of Jesus. Like a virus gone well, like a, like a good neighbor, <laughs> State Farm is there. You will spread the grace of Jesus to your children and your children and your children's children, like that beautiful song, The Blessing Says. Is that the kind of life that we all long to live? Of course it is. We all want to live that kind of life today in 2020. Next year when the churches are, maybe they're packed again, I don't know. Or maybe the churches remain empty, I don't know. Then it will be easy to be like, praise the Lord, I trusted Him all along. Now is the time for you to be honest with how weak and vulnerable we really are. And yet, with how powerful the gospel is in you. And how in your weakness, which is true. And I want you to post, starting today, all over social media. Call your friends, text everyone, WhatsApp everyone, and tell them five ways in which you have been weak this week alone. Five ways in which you lost perspective, in which you lost hope. Why? You're like, what's the point? So that you can identify with other people. So that we can all heal each other. So that we can all have a support system of honesty. As I said just the other day, a friend of a friend got sick and I'm like, man, was I there? I was freaking out, man. I was wondering, I'm like, 
Am I hot? Am I coughing too much? You know, I was like in a panic. I hardly slept that night. Then the next day, I'm like, okay, come on. Just calm down. Let the light shine. Lord, your grace. Your grace is enough. Your grace in me. You can't just simply hallelujah your way to this, to victory. You have to start with the honesty of your earthen vessel called weakness, called hate, called anger, called fear, called shame, called failure, called envy, called pride. All the seven deadly sins, plus a couple more out there. Controlling others, sloth, envy, pride, vanity, you name it. We have to let the grace of God spread by being weak and by letting Him be our strength, by speaking boldly without fear of our weaknesses. That's what He says, right? Later on in this passage, He says, I. In fact, he says, I pride myself in my weaknesses, right? <laughs> Imagine a people of God who pride themselves in being womanizers, in being liars, deceivers, and anxious types. <laughs> Sign me up for that church, man. That's my church. If I can just be the, pass out the bulletins at that church, man, sign me up. A church that doesn't just welcome, but that acknowledges that I and you and everyone in your home is all those things and worse, and yet the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God, <laughs> and we're going to heal together? You really want to go back to church? You really want to go back to how things were? Going to church once a week and having your heart be changed by like one thermometer, one, one, one degree, maybe. Keep the doors closed forever, if that's the kind of church we're going back to. But if we're going back to a church, to a system, to a people, to a leadership team, to a group of people that say, I am the fearful, hateful, vengeful, womanizer, promiscuous, drinker, perfectionist, anger, overwhelmed type, that thinks, woe is me, I am that man, I am that woman. And if you welcome me here, and if you not just accept me, but you celebrate that this is the gospel, then why would you not want to go to that church? Who would not want to be a part of that community? That's what AA has done for a hundred years. It's called support systems. It's called going to the Monday night meeting. So this is not new. This is just new to most of us. Kind of domesticated so-called Christians. More political Christians than anything. More agnostic Christians, ex-Christians. That's really who I think 80% of people are, ex-Christians. Or political Christians. That's really what's left. I mean, what's left of the Christian nation is politicized Christians, materialistic Christians, and or atheist Christians. 
who no longer believe in the power of the gospel, but yet they're still spiritual but not religious. I call those atheist Christians, like Paul says, who, who have believed the gospel of themselves, a gospel of their own. And so, but what Jesus is looking for is a, is a church that is honest about the, this treasure that we have received in, this, in these earthen vessels. I had a friend tell me, you know, the reason why Mary isn't coming to church anymore is because she feels ashamed that even though all she's done for God in all these years that her family is a royal mess and a pain in the butt. That her marriage is in shambles, that her kids are a mess, and that for all that Jesus and all that serving, she is a failure. And that's why she doesn't go to church or come to the Bible studies or this is last year. Isn't that most people? Isn't that why people leave church? Is because of that reality? Welcome. Welcome. I am here to welcome you with arms of love and non-judgment. As a broken vessel within, with a beautiful treasure inside of me called Jesus Christ and His grace. Welcome. Welcome to Gosto TV. <laughs> welcome. This is what this year in part is about. Who knows? But we're all trying to make something up, right? As we try to get through this mess here in the LA area and all the news that we're hearing about things. Anyway, I don't want to repeat this stuff because it's not worth it. We need to live in the grace of God. You need to be proud of how strong you've been, of how you have not given up. I am so proud of you for hanging on to Jesus, for hanging on to hope, for denying the violence, the hate, the materialism and the emotional overload that is everywhere. And yet you've been honest about it with a friend, maybe with me, maybe with someone you trust. Outside of your normal two or three people, I encourage you be honest with someone. Call that one person who you used to talk to all the time who probably misses you too. And say, hey, Joe, can we talk? I am just giving in to all kinds of crazy stuff and I need I don't need your help I don't need you to rescue me I just need someone to listen and to remind me of the grace of Jesus that's the kind of church that we all want right that's the kind of church that we all long to be a part of thank you Annie keep it real love you love you too share this broadcast let your friends know Tuesday night it's a beautiful night Taco Tuesday Let's go get some tacos. <laughs> Share this broadcast with your friends. Catch me here every day, twice a day. And most of all, as I always say, Facebook is not ideal to listen to long-term content. Most people, they come in to my stream for three seconds and then they just keep going because, you know, the platform of Facebook and Instagram is, is just a fast and furious. They make money the more you scroll. But my podcast and YouTube... 
and maybe Periscope slash Twitter are the best places for you to actually sink into this content, to quiet your mind, to turn off Facebook, turn off Instagram, turn off the stories, turn off all of that junk and quiet your mind. Listen to this 30 minute, 40 minute, an hour, sometimes two hour podcast or videos and sit with Jesus. Listen to the Word of God and let it truly change your life. And I would say, if I can give you any advice, it's just simply destroy Facebook and Instagram from your life, just forever. And listen to Gosso TV on the podcast, on my website, on YouTube. And uh, you will truly live. Your friends will be fine. Your family will be just fine. They won't miss you that much. They can text you the pictures of their quarantine. <laughs> and you will not only avoid all the horrific stuff, but you will actually receive the Word of God with power, not just once a week for 10 minutes, maybe while you're having a beer in the backyard or sleeping on your couch, but actually listening to the Word of God for an hour or two every day through this channel and a few others. Thank you again. Share this broadcast. Until next time. Thank you for listening to The David Trigg Show. Find the complete archive at davidtrigg.com or subscribe for free through the podcast app on iTunes or Stitcher on Android. Each week we bring you a message of joy, success, and personal power in spite of fear, anxiety, and depression. Because as we like to say, though there's pain in the night, gozo comes in the morning.